Welcome to We Got Your Mac from SHI. If you're an enterprise executive or business leader trying to decide if Mac adoption at scale is right for your organization, this is the show for you. In each episode, we dive into what it means to adopt the Mac platform at scale and how to get there quickly with minimum disruption to your users and IT teams. This week's hosts are Victoria Barber and Kevin English. Hi, I'm Victoria. I am the Senior Director of Strategic Insights here at SHI. I'm an ex-Gartner analyst and I describe myself generally as a technology guardian. I'm really interested in how large organisations manage the adoption of new platforms and new technologies. And I'm joined by my co-host, Kevin. Hi, Victoria. You look great. I would classify you as a futurist, but I know you hate that, that word. Uh, but sure, you're just excited about Mac and the enterprise. I, I'm Kevin. I'm here because Mac has always been a part of my life since the music business. And now that I've come out of the music business into the enterprise, I am hell bent on using Mac. And so I'm one of those typical Mac users, like the creatives, the, the music producer, right? Where I, where I am today, though, is seeing folks like you, Victoria, use, use Mac within your, your environment. And what's your actual day job? So I spend my time looking at trends and opportunities and exciting new technologies. So um, this piece is, is great, understanding how people actually use them, what the business reasons are for implementing those new technologies. And you know, when you and I were talking about this podcast and when we were asked to do it, that was the thing that we thought was exciting, right? Because there's loads of podcasts out there for Mac admins. Yeah, and I'm not that technical. I mean, I'm a user, right? Yeah. And so I think there is tons of great content, podcasts, conferences, information for the technical geeks. Well, who's going to help the business leaders decide whether or not they want to provide employee choice and give knowledge workers a Mac instead of a Windows? I think it's a valid question, and no one's talking about it. We were talking about this actually probably almost a year ago that we started talking about this and we were both talking about the experience we'd had of implementing Mac in organizations quite a long time ago. We're probably not going to mention how long ago it was. Oh, that's for you. I, I, I implement Mac all the time. That was a long time ago for you, but it's a today thing for me. Thank you, Kevin, for reminding me of that. So we've got some really really great guests lined up and we're going to take everybody through from the what it could look like how you do the bits I know you find business cases particularly fascinating Kevin how you do that business justification for it how you make sure that the right people are getting it how you make sure that everybody's prepared for it all of the things you need to think of over and above Kevin's I want to use a Mac in the office uh, and you I'm determined to do me, it Victoria you think I'm just all stickers and emojis, don't you? You do tend to make the point that those are some of your favorite technologies. But the other thing we've talked about, I mean, you use a MacBook Pro, right? I like a lot of horsepower. And so I'm on, I'm on a MacBook Pro M1 looking to, though, try out the MacBook Air M2 to see if it gives me the same sort of speed. But not that I'm actually doing any kind of like other than this podcast creative stuff anymore. I just like to have that beefy MacBook Pro. The thing I really love, I mean, I, I like you've been a long-term Mac user and I actually started out in creative industries as well. And 
I was actually having to use both Mac and PC at the same time because the creative stuff was on Mac and then the boring stuff was on PC because you had to have both on your desk to have access to corporate You mean networks. Excel is boring? Is that what you're intimating? Do you know what? I was having to do my email and my correspondence uh. and my admin on my PC because the Macs were on a separate network purely for the creative stuff. So day to day, I, I use both. But the thing I really love about using the Apple technology is if I forget my laptop, I can continue to work on the same applications and use the same documents on my phone or on my iPad. So as long as I've got my three devices, if I leave one of them behind, I'm okay because there is an alternative and everything moves seamlessly across and I don't feel that I've got to make sure I've got my phone and my laptop and my tablet because I know that everything is going to be where I need and I've got all of the applications. Yeah, I can't swivel chair between one operating system and the other. I've been Mac, I guess, for the last 15 years at work, and I don't even know how you move back and forth between the two. I just like the design. I like the fact that everything works. It's intuitive. I don't have to think too hard. If I just place my fingers on it, it's just magically things happen. Who was it who said that any technology sufficiently advanced should look like magic? So it sounds like uh, that's where you are then. That's where I'm at. Okay, well, I guess we better stop chatting and move on and introduce our, our first guest. We've invited a good friend of mine, Jess Craver, who is well-versed in large enterprise global customers and the reasons why people are looking to deploy Mac at scale. Let's get into it. Hey, Jess, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. What we're most interested in today are, are the kinds of problems that you're regularly being asked to solve for from your customers. Well, there's a number, but as it relates to Mac, I mean, my customers are really concerned about supporting Macs and Windows from a service desk standpoint. That's one of the big concerns that they have. So like help desk, people that pick up the phone and, and solve problems for Windows and Mac. Exactly. They also come to me with concerns. I mean, a lot of the enterprises I work with have a global presence. So if they're going to standardize on Mac for certain user profiles, they need to get those devices to international locations. So there's a global component to that that they have a lot of concerns about as well. Hybrid work these days, there's a lot of remote employees and some people that are still coming into the office. So even just uh, deployment for their new hires, refreshes for employees that have been with their organizations for several years. So what's the most surprising or maybe the most unique ask you've had for a, from a customer recently? Oh gosh, let's see. I've got a global retailer that is really trying to roll out one of the Apple Store experience, if you will, uh, type of mobile, uh, like it, they call it MPOS or mobile point of sale. So how they're using their Apple devices, whether it's an iPad or an iPhone, and syncing that to some sort of um, mobile payment device so that every single employee in their stores can process payment. That's one of the unique ones I've seen lately, trying to find device compatibility so that an iPhone can charge with this point of sale device. Credit card reader. Exactly. Yeah. And that's tricky, though, because, you know, there are some two key injection encryption things for PCI compliance that are a concern. Security is top of mind for, for all of our customers. Retailers went into like chip and pin a couple years ago. So that is complex. More than a couple of years ago for, for those of us in other parts of the world, Kevin. But uh. Yeah, I know it was two decades for you. But for us, this is like maybe five, seven years ago. 
Yeah. So I guess normally we're thinking about people doing this in a more office-based knowledge worker environment. It must be fun doing something unusual like that where you're working with different kinds of products and having it having a new challenge. What have been the business benefits from the change for the for the customer? Sure. Well, I think for the retailer verticals specifically, it's just enabling their employees to process payment to almost any customer that walks into the store. So the real tangible business outcome is increase in revenue for their high seasons when they're seeing a lot of foot traffic during you know, the holidays, for example. Can't argue with that one, can you? Very tangible, um, positive outcome that's worth the investment in these Apple devices. That makes sense that retailers want to have the Apple store-like experience, but talk about some of your Silicon Valley technology customers. Are they are they still using Mac as sort of a status symbol in, in that area? Hey, Kevin, we were talking about business reasons. I know you like your shiny stuff, but it's not all about the shininess, is it? No, it's uh, it's the look and feel. People want to be cool in, in California. You know, he's on to something, though, because with the competitive landscape, especially here in Silicon Valley, we're trying to hire top talent from all four corners of planet Earth, right? So. When we're trying to hire the best and brightest, they are really trying to accommodate what these employees want. And operating your day-to-day tasks on a Mac is truly seen as a, as a status symbol and a perk that they offer to their employees. Absolutely. So he's onto something. I think of it as that way. I mean, look, I walk into meetings, there's Windows devices everywhere. Usually it's the 80-20 rule. But everybody's looking at my M1 like, hmm, that's sexy. I need one of those. Well, you got to <laughs> upgrade to the M2 then, Kevin. We got to get you upgraded. It's coming. It's coming. By episode two, it's come. One of the things that was happening, actually, when I joined SHI, I joined in, in the pandemic, and I know that one of the things that you were working with was with clients who were moving to remote working. And I think you had some interesting discussions there about how Mac was part of the solution for some of the customers there. Sure. So the customer that comes to mind was already deploying Mac at scale out of their tech oasis. And it was very important to them that new hires, when they started their job, you know, they come to this beautiful campus, they go to their desk and they've got their dual monitors, but there's this shiny Mac on their desk. And when the pandemic hit, they really wanted to try to recreate that wow factor, if you will, from a remote employee perspective. So they decided to offload their L1 and L2 help desk to a trusted partner. And there were some hiccups along the way, you know, before we would just, you know, ship 500 devices to their headquarters and they would be deployed. But we had to figure out the supply chain logistics to successfully get these devices that were properly configured for their role and ready to be productive on day one, right? These are very high paid employees and any loss of productivity because they don't have their device by day one was critical. So not just uh, the device itself, but physically getting the devices to them. Yeah, that's very interesting. I, I, the new hire kits and Silicon Valley, very high powered folks. Tell us a little bit about the folks with, within the organization that you were talking to, the decision makers, were they HR resources, uh, procurement, like where? It was kind of like an orchestra, right? We had to work with HR to understand their forecast for how many employees they would be hiring over the course of however, you know, two, three, four months. Um, during that time specifically, you know, as you remember, there were some supply chain issues to get equipment. So we had to work closely with HR for the forecast, but also finance to approve the budget because lead times were longer. So if we were purchasing what seemed like enough inventory, but being aware, you know, industry knowledge of those supply chain issues, we had to 
under normal circumstances would have seemed like overpurchase. But I mean, that's, I think, one of the critical things about deploying Mac at scale is having a buffer, right? You never know when an executive is going to demand highest spec and they want it now. So you have to deliver. Very demanding customers. And what's interesting is you came to us early. You came to me like early in COVID during the shutdown. And it wasn't like new hire kits to people's office. It was new hire kits to people's homes. And I had never, we never done that sort of engagement before. So that's why I really wanted to talk to you because you're a trailblazer in, in, in well, some of this. Well, thank you. I would like to take credit for yeah. it, but you know, I have to also share some of the credit with my customers that trusted us to help them with that. And I do, I do think that's so important when you're deploying Mac at scale is empower your team. There are so many people that make this type of thing successful from your service desk to your asset management team lead or you know whatever their title may be to even a trusted partner that has experience in doing this because it's not easy but you know when your team is empowered to do it tap into resources that are available to you whether that's you know your Apple account team right they have a ton of resources you can tap into to be successful we're going to have some of them on right victoria we will be getting some of them on. You mentioned that this customer was already deploying Mac at scale. What proportion of Macs do they have? I would say they're probably 70, 75% Mac to Windows, which is, I would say, unusual in most enterprises, but we're seeing it grow more and more. So what's the more normal proportion in the customers that, that you're working with? I think for a lot of companies, it's just the executives that get to pick their device. Right. Um, I think in Silicon Valley specifically, more and more of these companies want to accommodate the asks of their employees as a, as a perk to help with recruiting top talent. And a lot of your typical organizations, it's going to be far less, you know, kind of reserved for their for those high level executives. But like I said, we're, we're seeing companies more and more try to accommodate what their employees are asking for. Yeah, we're certainly seeing that the industry analysts are, are predicting a, an increase in Apple's market share. So it sounds like you're seeing the behaviors that are driving that. And I know Apple's business model in the past, at least, you know, from what I've seen is Apple tends to cater to the consumer, right? You and I with our tablets and our iPhones, not so much, you know, the, the B2B or to the enterprise, but um, I'm definitely seeing a change in that. One last question. As you know, I'm based in the UK. You mentioned working with customers who have an international presence. You yeah. mentioned the issue of getting it to those end users in those different locations. What are the other things that organizations need to be aware of that are different to those faced by somebody who's just operating in the US? Pricing consistency, right? I mean, Apple is made here in Cupertino, California. So Think of it like this, if we're trying to buy couture fashion over in Europe where you are, Victoria, we pay a premium here in the States for that. And it's, it's really the reverse for Apple products there. There's longer lead times. I mean, I have customers that are trying to deploy Macs in Israel, so they're looking for Hebrew keyboards. Some of those things can be tougher to find, but a lot of the pain points I'm hearing from my customers is really how do we standardize on price? You know, they might get a better price in the, in the States than they get abroad. But if you, if you have a great team, you know, whether it's your partner or your Apple, Apple direct team, I highly encourage you to have a great relationship with them because, uh, like I said, they've got a lot of great resources to help with, with those types of challenges. Well, thanks, Jess. We really appreciate you coming on the show. Yes, it's been my pleasure. And finally, we can't finish today without touching on last week's announcement from Wanderlust. It's really good to see that 
the iPhone 15 has business benefits that include things like improved call quality with voice focus so that the background noise is cut out and you can concentrate on the conversation uh, and enhanced privacy features, including the useful one of turning your voicemails into text so you can read them. As a lone traveller, the satellite emergency and roadside services are particularly appealing because there's always that worry that you'll get stuck without phone reception. And it's also good to see that the iPhone Pro includes the ability to create spatial video because that means that creators do have a way of developing material for Vision Pro. I'm really excited, though, about the improved gesture recognition for, for Apple Watch because that suggests that Apple are investing in haptics beyond the Vision Pro. They're enabling more natural gestures to control their devices and they're making the best use of the sophisticated sensors that they have within these devices. Maybe this is going to mean that we see these features in the fu in future MacBook and iPad models. Uh, and finally, we saw a really strong commitment to sustainability throughout the, the, the presentation with carbon neutral Apple watches, the, the use of much more recycled and low carbon materials and improved repairability. Sustainability is something that I'm passionate about, and we're going to be talking about it a lot more in future episodes. So thank you for joining us and please join us for our next episode where we'll be talking to Dave Groover, one of our field CTOs, about how you can decide whether adopting Mac at scale is the right thing for you. We Got Your Mac is produced by SHI International, a trusted global provider of end-user computing, hybrid infrastructure, and cybersecurity solutions to many of the world's most demanding technology users. SHI has more than 20 years' experience helping private and public sector organizations adopt Apple technologies and is an authorized Apple reseller. To be the first to hear or watch new episodes, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform and hit the notifications icon. Visit WeGotYourMac.com or SHI.com to solve what's next in delivering Mac at scale across your organization.